Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from launching your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray, one of your hosts, alongside Matthew McLean. Good morning. I know you shouldn't say good morning in a podcast because somebody could be listening to it at like midnight, which would be a minute to morning right enough. But um, seeing as we're talking about live today, that's the sort of thing you could say on a live show, isn't it? You could say good morning. Yeah, exactly. Because you're much more contextual. Getting in bothered by the podcast police. (laughs) Which is who? Who's the podcast police? I don't know. Probably Americans, you know what they're like. Uh, <laughs> Let's just offend an entire they're, country. They're grumpy. Right at the start. They're grumpy. <laughs> Americans, we apologise. Uh, okay, so if you've been following along, just to move swiftly along, if you've been following along this uh, season, you know we've been talking about podcast equipment. This is season 11, a remake of season 2, the original season 2, all about podcast equipment. Where we're covering everything you need to make a podcast, from the hardware to the software and everything else in between. And this time, we're on to second last episode. The last real one, I suppose, because we're going to have a little bonus about podcast listening apps next. But the last one on the real kit, and that is video. So video and broadcast. Now, uh, this is something that I wanted to cover because I've looked into a fair bit in the last year or so. And I know over the years, a lot of podcasts have experimented with broadcasting the show live. You know, get more out of the show, get more out of the time you put into it, isn't it? Because you talk to an audience, get a bit of engagement, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we want to cover um, exactly how you do that from the hardware to the software, how you put it all together. Um, and we'll start by saying that Matthew is uh, not totally keen on this episode because why, Matthew? I'm just not a big fan of live. Uh, doing live, like I, I, I do listen to certain podcasts that are done live yeah, yeah. and, you know, the, the presenters do a really good job and I, mm. I think it is it is a great way of doing the show. It's just maybe not for everyone, especially in the early days. Um, I think if you're just coming into podcasting, if you've maybe not recorded even your first episode at all, you don't maybe have an audience at all. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a mistake to to dive in and start doing live because there's a lot more to, to learn and sort of build the foundations before you get to that stage. I think yeah. maybe people will do it and it'll lead to a bit of disillusionment because they've struggled to do the live show nobody's turned up for it anyway and it just feels like it's all gone wrong so yeah. I, I just i don't know that it's the thing that you should be jumping into if you've not done anything else in podcast or audio creation agreed yeah it's not for the early days it's something probably for a bit later once you've got the rest of your process down you know exactly how you're making your show you you can speak into the mic you can add live on your content you know you're you're confident with it and then you could add something else and i mean I, the reason i started looking into it well, there was a there was a couple of them actually. Um, it was it was firstly about the community. It was about engaging folk. It was about you know we put a lot of content out there, but we don't actually talk to people very often. Like we've got our blog, we've got our podcast, we've got our videos, but we're not directly engaging with folk. And I wanted to try and build a wee bit more of a community around the stuff we do. I suppose you know, like actually get feedback from folk and get them involved in the content, get questions and all that kind of stuff. So that was a big part of it. And I think, and I think that's why a lot of people get into their life as well. Yeah. And the other was actually, I wondered whether you could make it better. So I wondered whether you could make a better podcast 
um, which would lead to better blog content, better video content as well by having people involved. You know, we always talk about involving people's questions. You know, that's the best way to get the topics, isn't it, for mm. your podcast, is to find out what people are asking. Like, what are they wondering? What problems are people experiencing? And how better to do that than actually to have folk right there as you're talking through the content and asking you those questions and expanding on the stuff that you, you're talking about, like figuring out where you're missing something, where you've skimmed over something by accident. So that was my thinking behind it. But you, do you buy into that at all? Or? No, I do. I do. I, th- I think I think live is great. It, it yeah. definitely has its if place. You can that off. It's just not for everyone. Yeah. It's not for me personally, purely because uh, again, I've just not done a lot of it. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess all I'm trying to say is, uh, don't feel compelled to, yeah. to ever have to try live <laughs> or video or anything like that. Ah, you don't have yeah. to do it. It's just it's a great option out there if you want to do it. Just be aware that, that, you know, there are a few pitfalls in those early yeah, days. There's a lot. And that's why I discovered having done a few now and talking to other people that have done it as well and just figuring out the best way to go about it. And I'm going to talk through the ways that I discovered uh, from learning from other people and just playing around with it myself. So... Well, let's jump into that, actually. Before we jump into that, just let, I want to mention our Podcast Host Academy. If you do want any more help on anything that we've covered on this equipment series or um, anything we're covering today uh, or anything else about podcasting, from launching to monetization or anything in between, pop over to our Podcast Host Academy. That's where we've got our in-depth courses, all of our resources, um, and we do live coaching, um, both... Um, live? Live coaching, live, indeed. Uh, we do it on Slack, more than in video these days don't we yeah fingers um, of flames replying indeed. to all those questions indeed just because it's an easy way to interact so you can get a, a slack uh, live chat every couple of weeks where you can ask all your uh, burning questions uh, but also the community as well for ongoing kind of slower support so if you want to check that out um we can help you get your podcast launched and, and growing well um it's pod.academy pod.academy um and you just type that into browser you'll find all the details so how to do it. So he, the format, see, the trouble I think with a lot of live podcasts is that they lead to a lot of waffle that's not relevant. Mm. So you mentioned at the start there about um, saying good morning and that being not relevant to everyone because of the mm-hmm. context. So imagine it even more so when you're talking to 15 people in the room and they're all saying, oh, how are you getting on today? And oh, are you watching the, you know, the sporting event that's on right now? And and you're just basically saying things like, um, hello, welcome to the thing. Where are you from, yeah, uh, Bob? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that stuff interesting? <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think, you, you know, you, you raise a good point there. You can tell people who are good at doing live or are well-practiced at doing it because they're able to basically keep the content going and they're aware that people are coming in and joining and, you know, they're aware that this will probably get repurposed later on. So for me to be listening to something that was recorded live three years ago to hear somebody welcoming Bob and Jim into the chat room, like, (laughs) I I don't care. I don't care about... No no offence to Bob and Jim, but I don't really care that they turned up. So Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, it's it's, it's sitting down, like, if, if... if you're going live for an hour, the worst thing you could do is say, you know, I've, I've no plan or anything. Let's just see yeah, what yeah. happens. Let's like, that, that's just going to be a shambles, <laughs> isn't it? So yeah, yeah. You, you would need to plan it like you would plan any episode, would you? Wouldn't yeah, you? totally. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about, for me then, it's about you want to be doing live for the engagement. I mean, that's a big part of it. So you do want to talk to your audience. 
That's the whole point of it. But you want to also create good content. And that's why I started thinking about it this way. I started thinking about it as a three-part process. So it comes first, engage, then deliver, then engage again. And the way that works for me is that I'll have a topic, I'll have a good plan in place. I'll say, this is what I'm going to talk about this week. Let's say it's, uh, well, let's say it's live broadcast. Imagine thinking meta, we did this as a live broadcast. So our idea is to talk through how to do a good live broadcast that turns into a podcast episode. So we've got a few points around it, like we've got the screen right in front of us here. We've got some things we want to talk about, but I'll start the session with a five minute welcome to everyone that's joining in the live podcast just a wee ban- bit of banter because that's what a lot of people join a live broad- uh, pod- uh, broadcast for is for the banter they want to talk to the people that are there um, so the first five minutes you say it starts at 3 p.m say the first five minutes 3 to 305 is uh, hey folks and welcome oh hey jane where are you from and all that kind of stuff like how are you getting on and basically just catching up with the community that's not going to go into the podcast though like nobody cares about that. So you're not going to record that. You'll, you'll record it possibly, but we're going to cut that out. Mm. Then the next five minutes or so, these times are rough, but give it an idea. Uh, the next five minutes, this is where you're going to start to add value to the podcast. This is what I'm talking about, making a better podcast based on having real people there. And what I'll do here is say, right, so today we're going to be talking about live broadcasting. Can you tell me what kit you use for live broadcasting? What gear are you using for it? What software are you using for live broadcasting? People start to put that into the chat. You can also say, what are the biggest problems you're having with live broadcasting? Like, what are the issues you have with it? What are the biggest questions you have about live broadcasting? And they start popping them into the chat as well. And suddenly over this, you know, five minute period, you've got tons of feedback um, of what people really want to know during your, you know, your live broadcast session. You'll have your plan, but as any good broadcaster, any good broadcaster, any good podcaster can do, you're going to adapt that to what people want. So you'll maybe adjust it. You'll be writing the notes. You'll be changing your notes a wee bit during this time. So that's the first 10 minutes. You've got five minutes of welcomes and then five minutes of basically like surveying your audience about the content you're about to deliver. That's that engage part at the start. So you're engaging folk, you're saying hello and you're asking them what their trouble is. And then yeah. the sheer disillusionment when you look at the chat and one person saying, your camera's too bright or yes. your light's too bright. And the other person saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Is your it. mic on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You always have to deal with them. Um, but then, so then you jump to the second segment of the, the broadcast for me, which is the deliver part. And here you're going to then say to everyone something like, okay, folks, thanks for that. That's been a great wee chat. Now we're going to go to the content section of the broadcast. What I'm going to do is that over the next 10 to 15 minutes, I'm going to talk through everything that I know about live broadcast. Maybe give them a wee summary, say like, first, we're going to go into, you know, why you should do it. Then we're going to go into how you should do it. Then we're going to go into the equipment you can use. And then we're going to go into the software you can use for this. You know, give them that teaser that helps them stick around. And you say to them, right, during this 10 to 15 minutes, I'm not going to be interacting on the chat. You guys are welcome to talk amongst yourselves, but I'm not going to be watching it. All I'm going to do is deliver the session. And I'm going to bring in all of your questions. I'm going to bring in all of your feedback. And I'm going to talk that through during this session as well. So make sure to stay tuned to get an answer to the questions that you've popped in. Now, stick around because you'll get the content, but also at the very end, we're going to spend 10, 15 minutes doing a Q&A as well. So once you've heard the content, you can ask all the questions you have and I'm going to go through and answer them all for you. 
how does that sound? And then hopefully you'll get from everybody, great, okay, I'll hang around and hopefully they'll all watch. I'm saying I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. And you check your microphone and you end up pausing it for another 10 minutes while you check your kit, even though it's all <laughs> absolutely fine and it's Jim's headphones are broken. Um, but yeah, that's what you do. And then that's what you do. You jump into the recording. You jump into the actual 15 minutes. And depending on how you're recording it, you can then hit record on your digital recorder. Or it could be that you're doing this live and you download the video at the end and it just means you have to edit off that first 10 minutes. But the podcast is only going to be this content section. Unless, of course... We're then going to go into the Q&A. So like I said, at the end, after deliver, we engage again. So three part, engage, deliver, engage. The last part is then when you start answering the questions and you have a further chat. But that's around the topic. So people are going to ask you questions around the live broadcast, around the content you just delivered. And you can spend as long as you want on that. It might be five minutes, it might be 15, might be half an hour. But that's going to be another engage part. But the thing is, this bit is actually quite relevant to the topic. So those questions are probably going to delve into maybe parts you missed, maybe parts that you brought up that raise further confusions. People ask more questions and they're the questions that your listeners are going to be asking as well. So that's going to be useful to your listeners. This isn't just the banter part. This is actually useful content, which is engaging. So your podcast is going to end up being cutting out that welcome, cutting out that like, what do you want me to cover? And starting at the start of you know, the deliver section and then possibly including the Q&A as well at the end. So you decide whether you think the Q&A is relevant, whether it's too much banter, whether it's too much waffle. So you can then just include the deliver part, you know, just the content itself, or you can do the content and the Q&A and it's up to you. For me, that makes a far better podcast from a live broadcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess one more thing to add would just be it can't be too reliant on visuals. So there can't be, if you see it here now on the screen, we're doing this now on the screen, we're doing that. If if it's going to be turned into audio content. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and I'll never use, uh, well, rarely use slides on this kind of thing, just for that reason. Yeah, you don't want to to disadvantage the folk that are going to listen to the audio after. So, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, cool. I'm very bought in. I'm going to launch my (laughs) own live podcast this very evening. In fact, the minute we're finished with this one, um, do you know what though as well like you talked about um not adding in extra complication and i totally agree like in the early days first 20 30 even 50 episodes or whatever before you grow a bit of a community in the first place this probably isn't a good idea but i do think that this format makes it more possible earlier mm. because it means that you're not worrying about the software all that kind of stuff during the recording part you're just doing like the banter and stuff separate and then you're just recording like you're just going to ignore the live broadcast for that content section that middle bit Mm -hmm. so it's it's less distracting i think so it is possible to do it more in the early days but you you think i'm being a bit of a podcast police by saying don't try anything hard (laughs) until 50 episodes no 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 because we no i totally i agree with that we always talk about that like don't complicate things make sure your first 10 20 episodes are simple as anything because it's all about consistency it's all about Mm -hmm. learning how to talk on mic how to plan good content don't bring in mixers don't bring in live software don't bring in any of this stuff right then but once you're comfortable with it once you feel like you're in the groove then you can bring in anything else um, there is an article in this, so I've got a full explanation of this format with some more examples and stuff. If you want to see that, go over to thepodcasthost.com forward slash live pod, live pod, and you'll find it there. 
in terms of approaches, so let's start to look at the gear for this. There's two parts to this, I suppose. We've got the gear and we've got the software, don't we? Um, but then there's two ways to do it as well. See, you can broadcast audio only. So there's two ways to do that. Aren't there? Have you used Spre- the Spreaker app for this or Mixler at all? No, no, I've not used either. I remember you were using them at um, podcast something pop pop you know the you know the podcast convention that you yeah, get yeah, yeah. um i remember podcast you did live stuff, stuff but like i was away yeah. on holiday yeah totally uh, and we've done it at uh, content the content marketing academy as well uh, so yeah we have you we have broadcast audio only a couple of times at events and i've used either spreaker or mixler so that's spreaker with an r spreaker and mixler m-i-x-l-r um and both of them are basically just like for making an internet radio station. Spreaker are a podcast host, actually. Um, you can find a summary of them over at our hosting article. If you just go to thepodcasthost.com forward slash host, you'll find that. You'll get a summary of Spreaker. But their kind of unique part is that they do live broadcast. So you can jump on the Spreaker app. You can press broadcast live. And then they've got an app that actually just puts that out, creates a wee web page that people can just come and listen to live. It's quite cool. I've not... I've done it a fair bit at events, like I say. I've never done it outside of an event, but it's quite cool for kind of creating a page that folk can follow along with an event and then Spreaker stick it onto your feed afterwards mm. as well. So works quite well. Mixler is similar, apart from it's only for broadcast. It doesn't have anything to do with hosting. So you would broadcast with Mixler. It would record it. It would create the audio files, but you'd have to download them from Mixler afterwards to actually put onto your podcast feed. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what you want to do anyway, because you probably want to edit it like the Spreaker method there. You wouldn't have any editing or anything there. So I think they just brought something in. So <clears throat> Or speaker. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they so did, yeah, some editing tools in there. I think that has maybe just changed. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You can probably see, we'll update our podcast making app, uh, apps article for that. So if you pop over to thepodcasthost.com again, you'll find the podcast making it's app slash there. making. Is it? I remember doing ah, this uh, last episode. So uh, pod- thepodcasthost.com forward slash making. Yeah, and we'll update that with the new speaker features. Uh, so you've got them there. Um, yeah, so that's audio only. But then, of course, you've got video too. And that's probably what most people think of as live broadcasting because it's, you know, it's putting out, uh, well, it's the social broadcasting method, isn't it? Like broadcasting live on Facebook or broadcasting live on Instagram or on YouTube, YouTube Live. They're the three main ones, I think, for me. So, but that is really getting into social apps. Um, so you're kind of almost first and foremost the live broadcast via social in that case. And then you're just repurposing that live broadcast. You're taking that video file from those platforms, downloading it and repurposing it into a podcast. You'll just extract the audio file and then edit it up like uh, as you want. Quite nice that way though as well, because you could put clips on like the YouTube live, for example, that's live on your channel from then on. So you Mm. get that resource similar with Facebook and Instagram. It's there forever for people to watch and listen to how often people go back and listen to or watch previous live broadcasts. I'm not sure, but, mm. but anyway, it's there. So gear for these, um, you can jump in here again, Matthew, because at least you know the equipment. <laughs> uh, smartphones, actually. Do you, do you, well, yeah, of course you do. Right. Smartphones, recording with smartphones. 
Yeah, the old <laughs> uh, the old favourites, the Rode Smart Lav Pluses. Indeed, are, indeed. Uh, always a good option if you're doing any phone recording, aren't they? Yeah. And, uh, we've talked about this already in the mobile recording episode, but you can use the SE6 splitter. You could get two different yeah, mi- yeah. mics into there. So you could do a bit of co-hosting as well locally, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great for that. So yeah, if you want to re- uh, basically use the Spreaker app or the Mixler app on your smartphone, plug in the two smart labs and the SC6 and you can do a double-ended, well, double-ended two-person interview using that way. Um, you can also, I so at those events, so the Content Marketing Academy, particularly, I plugged in a Samsung Q2U into my iPad and used the Spreaker app for it, actually. So I just had a USB adapter, uh, USB out of the Samsung Q2U into the iPad, and then I meant I could walk around with the iPad in one hand, the Q2U in the other hand, and just do quick, like, Vox Pop type Mm-hmm. interviews like just wandering about and saying hey so welcome to the the event right oh i've just found uh who was it i think uh, yeah i spoke to ahmed first here's ahmed like what are you thinking of the event and he gives me a wee bit and then i found caroline and like give them a wee bit of chat so mm-hmm. it works quite well for that just wandering about like on the go mm-hmm. live broadcast that way um maybe not so relevant to the format we're talking about earlier but you can use the mobile app for that um, similar for smartphone uh, social broadcasting, like if you've got the YouTube app, the Facebook app, the Instagram app, you do YouTube, Facebook, Instagram live, uh, and you can do that with your smartphone and a smart lav too, or Q2U and the uh, the adapter. Uh, so that's probably, I mean, that's probably the simplest way to get out there. The downside of smartphone recording, though, I find is that it's really hard to handle the engagement side of it. So you, it's really hard to handle the chat and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like try to watch the chat on your smartphone, type in responses and stuff like that. It's pretty yeah. much, yeah, it's pretty difficult. So that's why I think it's worthwhile doing a lot of these on your computer. So doing it on your desktop, your laptop, whatever it is. And in that case, you're just using the standard podcasting kit, aren't you? Like USB mic. Mm-hmm. USB mic we're recommending these days? Hey, the Q2U. Yeah. Samsung Q2U is the old, old favourite, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So plug Samsung Q2U into your computer and you can then uh, broadcast live. We'll talk about the software you use for this in just a minute, but it is still the same old kit. Samsung, U, uh, Samsung Q2U. The only addition really is a webcam. Uh, so you want to do live video as well if you're using social particularly. Uh, so if you're doing Facebook Live, YouTube Live, whatever. And we use the, the Logitech C920 webcam. So it's more of a, it's an HD webcam, looks really good, good lighting and stuff. And there's a wee range of them. There's a few different Logitech uh, HD cams. They're all like C92s something or other. Uh, so you'll find them there. They're all pretty good, that full range. In terms of, I mean, that's the simple way to do it on a computer. To ramp it up a little bit, just to cover very quickly, you can bring in a mixer. There's a few benefits to that. So if you're using a mixer for it, it means you can bring in, you know, better quality mics, so XLR mics. It means you can bring in the extra effects and stuff. Now, when you're broadcasting live, sometimes this is a justification for more of the live production, Mm -hmm. like we talked about before, isn't it? Like, what would you do with that, Matthew? If you were using a mixer, I guess, and using all the different effects and stuff, you might yeah. say, you know, and now we're going to go to the the Q, the floor or something, the Q&A <laughs> floor, and then yeah. press a button and it'll play a wee cheesy jingle yes. that takes you there. Or, yeah. um, you can have all sorts of different effects playing in, bringing in different, 
you know, music and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And it just means that it's all in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't need to edit it in afterwards. Yeah, it can sound really cool to your live audience as well, isn't it? If you're playing mm. in jingles and music and maybe even you have some pre-recorded uh, calls or interviews or stuff, you play in like a two-minute clip from somebody else or something like that. So if you've got a mixer, it's really easy to do that because you've got like an iPad with a sound cart app on it. You plug into your mixer and you can play all that stuff in directly. Um, you can do that with the Spreaker app as well, actually. The Spreaker app has sound cart buttons, so you can load in music, effects, calls, all that kind of stuff in advance. So, yeah, quite handy. That obviously makes it a bit more complicated, harder to do. The uh, the Rode Procaster is worth, <coughs> worth a mention too, isn't it? The, oh, the, no, the, the, no, the Roadcaster. The Rode Roadcaster. Road this happens every <laughs> single episode. Uh, the Rode Roadcaster, because that's obviously like the, you're all in one device. Um, you could do phone calls and everything yeah, directly with yeah. that. So that's that. You know, if you if you really want to push the boat out and do live, and you're prepared to spend quite a bit of money on your gear, then yeah. the, the Roadcaster is a great option for yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. It's got its wee uh, fancy lit up plastic buttons that you can uh, mm. rubber buttons. They feel good. <laughs> Rubber buttons. Rubber buttons. <laughs> um, the last option in terms of gear, one that I looked at, kind of overkill. So it depends how you get into this. But I looked at using my DSLR for live broadcast as well. So my digital, um, I, my digital, what's it called? Single lens reflex. Anyway, a proper, proper camera. Like, you know, a camera with a big lens on it and stuff. Um, that's what a DSLR is. <clears throat> Obviously a fair bit better quality than a webcam. Lighting looks really nice. It looks really pro. Um, and I spent a while figuring out how to do this in our studio because we've got good lighting in the studio, good, good backgrounds. It seemed worthwhile using like a top end camera for it. Now, I discovered that um, I could plug in my DSLR. It was a Nikon 5110. Is that it? 5110? Nikon, Nikon 51 something. <laughs> I don't remember the model, but uh, a good Nikon camera. And I could plug it in via a HDMI cable into my computer as long as I get a fancy video card. But the, the video cards aren't that expensive. It was a Blackmagic Intensity Pro 4K that I got. And it meant I could plug the DSLR directly into my computer and use that as a webcam, essentially. And that combined with a decent background, decent lighting looks really good. Um, I mean, that's how we're doing our proper videos for YouTube. Um, and it makes you look really pro, like you're in a proper sort of TV studio for live broadcast. So it's more complicated, obviously, more things to set up. And I have found I don't do it all the time because uh, like it's just not always set up. I kind of have to have fanny about with things to actually get it working mm -hmm. as opposed to just hitting record um, on my webcam. So not always worth it. So it depends how much you're going to be doing it. But if you're going to do it a lot, if you're going to commit to it, could be worth the bother all right last thing software yeah software yeah speaker and mixler we've talked about already so um ecamm live is that something you've got any experience with yeah ecamm live is the one that i've found the best for managing um social live broadcasting so ecamm is the call recorder we recommend actually for mm, recording for skype Mac, and often yeah. in many cases yeah but they've got an ecamm live as well which 
Is Ecamm just completely Mac though? Because the call recorder is just Mac. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, totally. So this is Mac only. Um, but if you do have a Mac, I'll give you a PC version in a minute. Uh, but if you have a Mac, this is just it's so simple, so easy. You just fire it up. You can choose what to broadcast to. You can definitely do Facebook, Instagram. Uh, oh, can I do Instagram? Do you know what? I need to look into that? I'll put that in the show notes anyway. Um, but it can definitely do Facebook. It can do YouTube Live. It can, it can do all the socials. I'm sure. Um, but you could check that out anyway. Uh, but it brings in comments and stuff. So it makes it really easy to manage the chat, which is a really cool thing. Like it, it helps you with that engagement stuff. Mm-hmm. So Ecamm Live, really simple, really easy way to broadcast live um, and just manage all that engagement. The PC version that can be quite good um, is ManyCam. So ManyCam helps you to broadcast to uh, all the different social places. Uh, with adding in effects like lower thirds and different, like you can do a screencast with your face in the bottom corner and stuff like that. Um, so it's really good for that kind of stuff. You can actually use that in combination with Ecamm Live because it lets you do the screencast and stuff like that. But the only thing, it doesn't manage the chat. So basically, if you're doing something with ManyCam, you would have you would have the YouTube live chat box open at the same time or your Facebook live chat box open at the same time in another screen. Um, I didn't mention this with a kit, but I have found with live broadcast, it is really handy having two monitors. It's quite hard to manage with just one monitor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I suppose you want to see what they're seeing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, you want to see your software for broadcasting. You also want to see the chat. But yeah, you want to have the Facebook page open to make sure that it's keeping up. Like if somebody does say, Bob does say, oh, I can't hear it, I can't see you. You can tell whether he's telling the truth. Yes, you can, Bob, and then you can (laughs) kick him out the... depending on your software yes exactly (laughs) um but that's that's all i would recommend actually well no that's not true there are lots of other bits of software for live broadcast um wirecast for example is probably the other end of the scale in that it's very expensive but it handles everything for you so if you want to um have a piece of software that you pay hundreds of dollars i think the the basic version is six hundred dollars in fact for wirecast um it's it's but people do swear by it um and a friend of mine um ian anderson gray does a lot of teaching alone around live broadcast and he recommends wirecast as the kind of the pro version of this um it's by telestream i believe but yeah i'm sure it's uh yeah see on the, the website it's about 600 dollars for this of for the basic version um but you do uh actually it looks like they do have a version for less than that a few hundred dollars 250 but i'm pretty sure i looked into it and what you would really need for proper live broadcasting was 600 to a thousand dollars um but you do get a free trial so you can try it out give it a go um see if it's something that suits you but that can manage the chat as well as all of the different streams and everything all the uh, people that are coming up on the website here are smiling so it must be brilliant it must be good (laughs) and there's an alternative free version which is obs obs studio uh which is an open source live broadcasting tool kind of more like many chat uh, sorry many cam in that it doesn't handle the chat but it does do all the broadcast all the different streams that we able to put together you know a screencast with your face in the bottom right with a, a lower third and green screen and all that kind of stuff so obs studio is another possibility too 
Now, that is one of the longest episodes we've done, considering I had thought we're just going to cover this quickly. Yeah. What, <laughs> what, what are we racking up now? That's 33 minutes. Okay. And you've been bored to tears the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing my nails. <laughs> well, I hope that was useful. It was kind of an add-on because obviously it's not entirely podcasting. Um, I mean, the reason it's gone so long is because it's a different topic entirely, isn't it? It's video, mm. it's video broadcasting. It's not podcasting. But it ties into podcasting pretty strongly and a lot of podcasters do think about doing it. So I thought it was worth doing an episode on it too. So I hope that was useful. Again, if you want any more detailed help on it, come into the Podcast Host Academy. I could give you some um, some tips on it in the forums or a live one of the, the live chats that I'm running. I could uh, certainly talk you through some of the stuff that we're doing more in depth. Or if it's anything else podcasting you're looking for, from equipment setup to launch to monetization, pop over to the Podcast Host Academy and you'll join me and Matthew and the rest of the team there. You can find it at pod.academy, P-O-D.com academy and a final mention too for alitu quick one since i've been talking about the academy plenty but alitu is our podcast making app if you just want to bring all of your podcasting bits together you do the raw recording upload that audio we'll add your music we'll piece together all the parts we'll polish up the audio and we'll publish it for you that's over at alitu.com a-l-i-t-u.com that's our simple podcast maker matthew that's pretty much the last of the proper season, isn't it? Mm, you enjoy doing right. podcast equipment? Yeah, always good to sit down and chat. chat. Th- speaking of such, actually, I've not mentioned that I'm using a ElectroVoice RE20. Yeah, it's indeed. a microphone I've heard a lot about. Never had my hands on one before. Yeah. Um, so we got one sent through. I plugged it in before this episode. Interested to hear... Did the listener notice um, any difference? You know, did yeah, it yeah. make me sound intelligent? Uh, <laughs> it's a bad know. episode for it, considering this was one that you talked a lot well, less than normal. Maybe that makes me sound more intelligent <laughs> uh, if I just don't say anything. So, yes. yeah, it's um, interesting. It's, it's something that we're going to do a review about yeah. in the, the very near future. So keep your eye on the, the main site for that. Yeah, totally. It certainly sounds uh, sweet in my headphones right now. So I looking... always do. <laughs> so I look forward to hearing how it sounds on the podcast itself. Alrighty, thank you for listening through a full 36 plus minutes of podcasting goodness. We will be back for one more episode on this season, a bonus episode around listening apps. So not around making, but we know that if we're a podcast maker, we tend to be a pretty prolific podcast listener too. So Matthew and I are going to talk through some of the listening apps we've been using these days. Yeah, I subscribe to Podcraft. Never miss <laughs> an it. episode. That is it. That's the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.